we left the Mennonite church together because we had little girls that were one in three, and we were literally going, we can't teach them this is the only right way if we don't even really believe that. Mm -hmm. You know, what do we believe? And we spoke out against a few things that the church did that we felt was wrong, and the power play came in where whatever the big bishop says, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just said, we can't be a part of that, and we pulled out. And the and so day I took my cap, family. the day I took my white cap off my head, my mom called me from Pennsylvania when she heard the word, because um, that's so taboo. And she, I remember where I was standing in my kitchen with the dishwasher open, leaned up like against my sink, and my mom basically committed me to hell. Welcome to Meredith for Real, the Curious Introvert. That's me. I'm Meredith, and I collect people. For real, you never know who I'm going to meet next. So come listen as I put my curiosity to good use. Every week, I'll introduce you to someone new and we'll talk about ways to stay curious and grow. Big thanks to our location sponsor, Court of DeLuna, Pensacola's newest event space, and to Delta Life Fitness in Pace, Florida, the 30-minute women's group fitness plan you can actually stick with. Born and raised in a Pennsylvania Mennonite community and marrying young, she was dedicated to her community's traditional way of life. With a ninth grade education, she started a business from what she knew, sewing. She later left the Mennonite community and expanded her business. When her three children were grown, she got her GED, became a volunteer firefighter, and left an unfulfilling marriage of 24 years. She has reinvented herself again and again, and is now reinventing the fashion world with her new line, Fernway Formals, a size-inclusive couture line. She's designer, mother of reinvention, and a little rock and roll. A little. A little. (laughs) Ruthie Alger, everybody. Or maybe Rebel. 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 Rebel with the cause. Rebel Rebel with the cause, cause, yes. And the designer of my own wedding dress, which is how we met. One of my very first... Custom wedding gowns. Not my very first, but I think you, you were my first at my actual business location. Yeah. It was so satisfying, too. It was a really cool experience. I drew it, and then you made it. It was incredible. So you designed it. I created it. You did, uh-huh. which was so cool to have it go from my mind yeah, to real life. That's so. what I do. And sewing is a big part of Mennonite tradition. Oh, for sure, because you don't buy clothes off the rack. Yeah. I mean, maybe your underwear and your socks, but everything else you make. Definitely not a cape dress. Cape dresses don't come on a rack. <laughs> <laughs> and cape dress means two layers on the top for modesty. I did not know what that, yes, what that meant. What it means. It's a regular dress with a flap down over to the waist for modesty. Wow. Yeah. So what stuff. was it like growing up Mennonite? Um, very restrictive, obviously. Um, went to little Mennonite school, went to Mennonite church, only really shopped at Mennonite grocery stores, Mennonite, you know, pretty much Mennonite everything. You pass the worldly people on the street, and you might hear their worldly music coming out of their car, and you never heard anything like that before. The most music I ever had, other than acapella four-part harmony, was what you hear in the grocery store. Wow. Not even a piano or an organ or anything in the house. So you don't, unlike Amish culture, you don't have the thing where you leave for a year and come back? No. We don't go out and sow our wild oats and then come back to the church. You're expected to 
grow up and find a good husband to marry and have children and plant a garden and have dinner ready every night when he comes home from work and um, raise up those little girls to do the same thing and the boys to go in the footsteps of their dad. Not a bad thing. Good Mm -hmm. things. Good. Very good things. Just not for me. Much too restrictive for me. Were you, there's different kinds of Mennonites, so I understand. Just like there is Baptists. I mean, there's as many different shades and stripes. Um, I was fairly conservative. Mm -hmm. I would say one stop, one stop away from the Amish. Like we had a car, Mm -hmm. Um, we had electricity, but no radio, no TV, no worldly sports outings, nothing like that. Yeah, that's pretty conservative because there's like reformed Mennonites, I guess, and they're more like in the world and not having separate dress. And then there's conservative and then there's like ultra conservative. You could go to Pennsylvania and meet someone and they would say they're Mennonite and you, they would look just like you. Right. So it's more like what their beliefs are. But my, well, the branch that I came from was very, um, what would you say? They believe in separation from the world. Right. Completely. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to a Mennonite grocery store, right? That's, I would say that's a pretty mm-hmm. much an echo chamber. Yep. So yeah. how how does one in an echo chamber go? You know what? I think there's another world out there. I think I always knew I was different. Um, there, I've my family's still all that. My brothers and sisters are still in the Mennonite church. Two Mennonite preacher brothers. Um, my dad still has the big beard. My mom has a big white cap. I looked at people with like painted nails and I I remember taking Vaseline on a Q-tip and doing my eyelashes to make them look like like where does that come from I don't know I just think you're born a certain you're born open and adventurous and curious or you're just born ritualistic you know I just I don't know I just always wanted more that's funny. Where does that come Where from? Where does that come and from? And why do little, because you're right, because like, I remember um, growing up, my <clears throat> mom would notice that my brother made everything a gun. Mm. And it wasn't like, I mean, we, we're from Nebraska, mm-hmm. like guns are a, a thing. Sure. But it wasn't like, there was no shoot em up video games back right. then. And she, and she noticed that all the little boys, you know, if it was a stick, it was a gun. If it was a spoon, it was a gun. Everything mm-hmm. was a gun. I remember cutting, um, like, the most fashion I had was the Sears catalog, and I remember cutting out dresses and, like, making my own paper doll and changing things up. Oh, my God. And it was sort of taboo. I mean, my mom was pretty cool. She never didn't allow me to do it, but my dad was definitely not accepting of it. I sort of did it on the sneak. Maybe that fed my little rebellion thing, you know, what can you get away with? Um, I don't know. I just think that I was born... Very open and creative, and I'll never stop growing. I know that. I already know that. I literally tell, I mean, I'm divorced now, obviously, for five years, and every guy I date, I literally tell them, don't fall in love with who I am today, Mm. what Ruthie is, because she's not going to be that next year. She won't be. And so, I mean, isn't that what we want? Heaven help us if we are. That's what I want. I'll be alone the rest of my life if they don't want. If there's not someone that wants to grow as much as I do, I think growing together is the most beautiful. I'm sure it is. (laughs) Maybe I'll know that one day. To be continued. (laughs) So, how did you just? Would you just decide one day I'm going to go to a different grocery store? Like, how did you no, actually? So I was already married to a Mennonite man living here in Pensacola, Florida, where there was not as much Mennonite mm-hmm. around. We were a little Mennonite church off of Hollywood Boulevard. Um, 
maybe eight families, ten families, most of them his, his relatives. Uh, we left the Mennonite church together because we had little girls that were one in three, and we were literally going, we can't teach them this is the only right way if we don't even really believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we believe? And we spoke out against a few things that the church did that we felt was wrong. And the power play came in where whatever the big bishop says, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just said, we can't be a part of that. And we pulled out. Mm-hmm. And, and the so day I took my cap, family. the day I took my white cap off my head, my mom called me from Pennsylvania when she heard the word, because um, that's so taboo. And she, I remember where I was standing in my kitchen with the dishwasher open, leaned up like against my sink. And my mom basically committed me to hell. She said, you have taken the power of the angels and the protection of the angels off of your head, and you are open to every evil spirit that would want to ruin your life. Wow. And in all honesty, you know, they, I'm sure they, my dad tells me every time I talk to him, I, I pray for you every day that you'll come back before it's too late. Mm-hmm. And I said, thank you. Um, that's what he knows. But what I know is that I am more spiritual than I've ever been, more in tune with mm-hmm. my creator yeah. than ever. Yeah. Wow. It takes so I'm a not lot religious of- in any way, but I am very spiritual, yes. And it takes a lot of courage to reinvent your family. Exactly. We basically drew a line in the sand and said what family we were. We don't have, you know, we are now creating our own, you know, and so I began a lot of little um, holiday rituals with my kids, and um, they have people they call Papa and Nana that are not related to them at all, um, because my family wouldn't come to the celebrations we have, Mm. so, but it's good. It is, yeah, and then you reinvented your business a couple of times just since I've known you, which has been really cool to be mm-hmm. a part of in, in a you know long distance kind of a way but just yeah, to have watching known you. from a distance I, yeah exactly so yeah started out sewing out of um the house when the kids were little just doing mending you know repairing zippers and hemming pants and then did altered a friend's wedding gown and I was so intrigued by it because I didn't even get to wear a fancy wedding dress mine was just a plain white little house on the prairie just like all their other dresses it was just white with my black pantyhose and black shoes you wore black shoes with everything and so I was very intrigued, and I loved it, but it, it was out of my forte. So I went to work at David's Bridal in the alterations for a year and three months, learned all the tricks of the trade, and said, I got this. I'm doing this. And you do got this. And I did this. Yeah. 2012, I started. And, um, yeah. In 2014, you started was doing it, When did I make your dress? 2014. 2014. And then moved into my new location in 2014 and been there since. And um, I'm already looking to move in somewhere once we launch our line next year. Um, maybe a place that has room for a studio lighting for my daughter to shoot the dresses and more workspace because I don't think I'll be altering. Yeah. We'll be producing so our own line. Yeah. Can you tell everyone about that yet? Um. Yeah, so it's going to be called Fernway Formals. We're still locking in all the officials on that. Um, we have a total of 12 that we'll be launching in New Orleans at New Orleans Fashion Week, September 2020. Don't have the exact dates on that. Um, 
but they will go down the runway um, showing our size inclusiveness. They're um, like a tall, skinny black girl and then a white, curvy, curvaceous babe with tattoos um, rocking our um, very edgy line. A um, little bit of stud detail, a little bit of zipper detail. Um, not punk, not goth, very high end couture, but touches elements of edgy. It's so hardware. you. It's, it's me. So you. I mean, if I ever got married again, do you think I'm going to wear tulle and lace? No. Um, no, no, no. I'd be shocked. No, I might ride in on my Harley. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> that I don't have yet, but that's part of my dream. That's part of this is going to. That's gonna, part of the dream. That's part of the dream, yeah. So what's the total end goal for you? The end goal vision? for me is um, obviously starting out, it's going to be my daughter and I. That Natalie works with me now. Um, she's there sewing right now while I'm here doing this. Thanks, and, Natalie. Yeah. And so um, we're going to do online orders, um, fashion shows, trunk shows at little boutiques around the southeast or wherever else they want us. International. I don't care. And then um, so when the orders come in, we will, I will physically cut them out and sew them, her and I. Once the orders are more than we can handle, I've already started sourcing a list of girls, just like myself, Rebel, uh, ex Mennonite, ex Amish girls that didn't go to school. Some of them have less education than I do, but guess what they all are very good at is sewing. Uh, and they don't have to live in Pensacola, Florida to produce my dresses. It will be somewhat of a coaching thing where I will go sit with a girl maybe in Pennsylvania or Virginia and teach her side by side how to make one of my styles. And every time that style is ordered, I cut it out, ship her the pieces in a priority mailbox, and she can put it together while her kids are asleep or at school. That's amazing. And be a 100% mom and meet her own needs. Because she can't call dad and say, I'm short on rent this month. Mm -hmm. He would not. You know, we don't have that kind of support behind us. Mm -hmm. So it's not just my line, but it's also... Um, empowering women. That's why Fernway Formals is the name, because where do ferns grow? In the dark. In the dark, um, out of a crack in the concrete, in the shade. No one expects it. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to fashion design school. I didn't go to college. So that's amazing. But I can make you a rocking dress. Just tell yeah, me what you want. <laughs> I know you can, and that gives me goosebumps just to yep. as I'm picturing you sitting down with the um, women who are in the Mennonite yeah. community who want more options. They don't know what the next step is. Mm -hmm. Maybe they weren't born with that bold right. rocker rebel gene. Right. Not everyone, there's a lot of lost and hopeless women in the Mennonite church. I see that like their eyes are just dark. They're mm -hmm. just, it's, it's dead. It's very, even my sister, you know, I look at them and I just, there's just no spark there. They're just existing. And um, there's still women in the Mennonite church that are scared to leave because how are they don't have a job. How are they going to support themselves? How can they even find a place to live? I know one girl that left in her car and slept in her car, lived in her car for like six weeks 
Hey everyone, it's time to take a quick minute and show gratitude to our sponsors who make this show possible and give you some special offers. Delta Life is ladies group fitness in Pace, Florida, and I've been a member since 2016. I get bored super easy and I am great at talking myself out of exercise, like expert level 5,000. So having a class to show up that's different every time has been winner, winner, chicken dinner for me. And with it just being 30 minutes, there's really no reason not to go. Plus, they do fun social stuff like Christmas pajama parties, little black dress events, and challenges. You can get your first class free to try it out. You can even come with me. There's no annual contract. It's all fitness levels, free childcare. Plus, if you mention the Meredith For Real podcast on your first visit, you'll get a free five-pack of classes so you can really see if you like it. Check them out at deltalifefitness.com. And also thank you to Court of DeLuna Event Space. I freaking love this place. We shoot the show in the groom's room, which is complete with a pool table and all of the awesome memorabilia in the background that you see when we're shooting. But there is also a bride's room with five individual lighted vanities. Big deal if you're getting ready with your bridal party. There's a huge indoor space and outdoor courtyard with jumbo jenga and checkers. The whole place can do events for up to a thousand people and it's in downtown Pensacola. There's an on-site coordinator and I'll tell you, she did my wedding, so she's the real deal. You've got to see all their pictures of the cool events they've done and the community events that they have coming up. It's not just weddings, it's car shows, corporate events, 80s theme, New Year's party, masquerade ball. You can see everything on their Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Court of DeLuna. And she just went from house to house of other people that had left the night church, just kind of trying to find her roots and figure out what she's going to do. Um, I'll take those girls. There's a quote by Steve Jobs that talks about you can only connect the dots backwards. Mm. And when I look back at my life, there's so many uncertain moments, not as uncertain as what you must have been experiencing, but yeah. uncertain. And looking back, I can see the value of all of those moments. Mm -hmm. When you, How does that feel for you looking back? Um, some days I cry because I, I don't want to ever forget the fear, the, um, you know, like that. I mean, I, I didn't want to hurt my mom. And when she, that conversation on the phone and I knew that I disappointed her, that doesn't feel good. Um, I'm proud. I'll tell you what I do most of the time. I'll be, let's be honest, in the last year, I'll be driving. My car is kind of my sanctuary and the beach. But my car is like I will literally just feel the need to put the soundtrack on from The Greatest Showman. <gasps> yeah, you know it. I do. This is me. Yeah. This is, a, this this is, is me. This is me. I march into the beat of my own drum. Um, look out, because here I come. And don't you um, feel that it, it helps your courage for further reinvention? Because as you said, you have no plans of resting on your laurels. Oh, no. No. Uh, yeah. I, again, you know, so I faced the fear of leaving, you know, knowing my life would be different, not knowing what it would be like. And there is still parts that are hard. Like, I'll be honest, if you want to go out and party with me, I can drink and watch y'all dance, but don't grab my hand and try to drag me on the dance floor. I never danced. You go to hell if you dance. 
So, you know, you turn music on and you see the little kids shaking their booty. I never even heard music, Mm. much less a beat. And so I hear it. I feel it. And in my car, it might be like, this is me. (laughs) Look out, because here I come. But in public, on the dance floor, I don't know the moves. Girls will grab me and they'll say, come on, let's do dance this one with me. You know this one. I'm like, I mean, I know the song. I hear it on the radio. But I don't know the dance that goes with that. They're like, that's high school. And I'm like, not my high school. (laughs) I was copying scripture verses, being judged for my penmanship, and having to quote it by memory at the end of the week. Yeah. So there's 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 times. I mean, you look at me and you're like, oh, she's a self confident, you know, rocker, you know, whatever. Yes, I am, and no, I'm not. Yeah. Um. So I'm learning to, and through my therapist, to coach and love that inner child that um feels wounded and cheated sometimes. Um. But it's okay. And like I tell my kids all the time, you can't be good at everything. Figure out what you're good at. What you're damn good at. Excuse my French. Stick with those and delegate the rest. Yeah, and understand what you're good at and what you're not good at has value because um, being obviously where you're at and having the experiences that you've Mm had is not only creating this super cool line, which I'm so excited about. I can't wait. It's It's so beautiful. I've had a sneak peek, everybody, and it's gorgeous. But you're able to offer value to other people in the Mennonite community and not in the Mennonite community because just because you're not in a certain group of people doesn't mean that you're not trying to have the courage to reinvent yourself. Absolutely. So I want to talk about a few tips and I hope you can like add to them Okay. for maybe listeners who, man, they just want to reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they are just starting to see the power of starting over, which was a side small rabbit trail was something I was thinking about this morning that starting over, um, in, in our culture, and I think in most cultures, is a, a penalty. It feels like a penalty. You're penalized. You think you failed. It feels like you, you think that you're going back to start first grade again. No, you're not. No. You just left elementary school, and now you're starting middle school. You're at a new school, but it's not. you're not going back. Yeah. You're yeah. just building what you already knew, and you're taking it to the next level. And being from Nebraska, probably I'll always have farm analogies, even sure. though, full disclosure, I grew up in, like, a, like a little town, you know, yeah. not in farm. I didn't do 4-H or anything. Okay. But I think about when you um, harvest the crops, mm-hmm. you clear the field. You yeah. maybe to some start over, but you're just planting new things. So I wanted, so the real tips that I have on reinventing yourself was start by sorting your beliefs. The hand-me-down beliefs Absolutely. versus the authentic Absolutely. ones. Absolutely. What, what, is, what is you and what was put on you? There was a one little quote that meant a lot to me through leaving, and it was, uh, maybe the goal is not to become anything, but to unbecome everything that you are not. Oh, that's so good. And that's what I feel like I've been, shedding, shedding lots of layers. Yeah. Dang, that is I'm good, girl. Yeah. yeah. I think now your therapist has to bill me. That was so good. Oh, I better <laughs> name a number. <laughs> Um, and the second thing that uh, for reinventing yourself is diversify your community. Absolutely. I had to start with a whole new friend group twice. Well, three times. When I left Pennsylvania, married my husband and moved here, I left everybody and everything I knew and started from scratch. And then when we left him in a night church here, once again, I had, we had to build a new circle of friends because the Mennonites didn't hang out with us anymore. 
Um, and then when I got divorced, mm. when who you think is your friends, you find out is not. Yeah. It, you were, they were his friends, and that's okay, you know. It and, happens. Um, so I had to start again, um, building another circle. I would say the circle of friends that I have now. I mean, from all the aspects of my life, I would say I picked and the ones that have stayed with me through all those different phases, they're the, they're the real deal. They are the real deal. I could call any of them in the middle of the night and say, I need help. Mm-hmm. I need legal backup, but I don't have the money. Mm-hmm. I, there's always, there's somebody I could call. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of people that got my back. Yeah. And having different people who are around you who have different thoughts and different it doesn't mean you handpick your friends, but exposing yourself to a diversity of people yeah. is a great way to reinvent yourself because it kind of shows you what some options are. I believe the universe brings them to you who you're ready for. That's a, that's so true. That's so true. Yep. And the last one that I had was just try new things. Say yes to things that you would normally yeah. pass on and Get on the dance floor. That's literally the, I'm, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, I'm, I might take a class. I might just go to the beach and put headphones on and just get loose, you know? Okay. Nobody watching. I'll, I'll look for you. <laughs> I say that like I'm on the dance floor all the time. I love to dance, but. But again, it's an, yeah. I need to, over, I want to overcome that fear. Zumba. My daughter taught Zumba for a while and I would go to support her, but I really didn't enjoy it. No? No, because it was like. Um, you're trying to get the rhythm and the pattern, and about the time I get it, she's switching to another thing, which is what Zumba is, which is cool. I don't know where she got it. She didn't get it from me. Um, but it's okay. Um, I'm just learning to, I think I'm learning to feel, and that's why I can't, I, I'm going to take that word out. That's why I haven't been able to dance, because I wasn't allowed to feel. I'm 48 years old, and I would say in the last year, I've finally allowed myself to feel mm-hmm. a lot of things some not some don't feel good at all others feel really um just heavenly so what advice would so, you give to listeners who are trying to have the courage to like you have had to reinvent themselves and maybe even feel um alone time alone you never find yourself in the middle of a crowd. Um, I numbed myself with a lot of things. I kept myself busy so that I wouldn't have to process everything. Um, the firefighter phase, sure, I, it's still, I loved it, but I'm not active right now. Um, partly because of location, I moved it back from Milton back into Pensacola. Um, will I pick it up again? No, I think it was a phase of service and me finding myself. And what I found there was more courage and facing fears. And that um, the blessing of getting up in the middle of the night twice and going on calls and coming home exhausted and still getting up and go to work the next day, but you were tired. You felt good because you were tired because of what you did. Um, I think I'm... That was in a physical sense. I think I'm going somewhere else with it. Um, my therapist actually says, Ruthie, I think your dresses is not what you will retire on. I think that's how the world's going to find out about you. I think you will be 
speaking to women all over, empowering them and giving them courage. I, for one, would not be shocked if that were the case. So how can people get a front row seat to watch you? Social media, real life, how do they get in touch with you? Well, the best place right now, I admit I didn't jump on the Instagram wagon in time. There is My business has one little blurb on there from my very first fashion show I did, and that's it because literally I'm so busy working. I don't have time to do all that. My Facebook business page, Ruthie's Creations and Alterations, has more Even that I don't update very often, but it does have before and afters and custom gowns and things like that. Um, Follow that. And, I mean, heck, become my friend on Facebook. There's no such thing as too many friends unless you're a creep or a stalker. Then, you know, I'll delete you real quick and block you. Um, But, yeah, follow me on because Ruthie's Creations and Alterations on Facebook will have all the updates as we, when our website goes active. I mean, the lookbook is or that will be ready to roll the day the dresses go down the runway. We may drop a sneak peek or two please, from, from the shoot. Please shoots. do. Oh, you might be in a shoot. You oh, might be okay. you might be modeling one of the dresses for the photo for the lookbook. Let's do it. Um so but yeah, follow that cuz that will have everything and, so and Fernway when we have formals the date, will be on there. Fernway formals will be will you'll find that in the links to that and then you could that will be on Instagram. My daughter literally just won best of the coast for person to follow on Instagram. Wait, um, let's give a shout out to her. Natalie, what's her, what's Natalie, her Instagram? Uh, Nalgeyer, N-A-L-L-G-Y-E-R. Okay. Nalgeyer. And um, so she's very editorial, pho- uh, photographing, um, and also very much for body positivity, helping girls doing photo shoots to help them to embrace who they are in their body, even if they thought it was imperfect because of what the world tells us. Um, so, yeah, so she'll be she'll be handling all that. I mean, she sews for me all the time, but I really see her just being my photographer and media manager. So you're just getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally, like, drooling, you know, like, I can taste it. And today, if I would do what I really wanted to do, I'd just shove those racks of dresses that are in there to be altered out the door, and I would just go straight into production because that's what I really want to do, mm-hmm. but I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I It is my vehicle yeah. getting me there. So that's supporting me. That's my bread and butter till the line is done going down the runway. Well, stay tuned, everyone. Well, I'm so glad that you could come and talk with me today. You and I, as always, can talk forever, so I, know. I wish we had more time. It's so but good to see you it's again, It's so good too. to see you. So that's a wrap. High five, girl. You did great. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, share it with your friends and leave a review. You can also watch the episodes on YouTube. There's hidden curious caches in each episode and the first two people to find them win a prize. So be sure to get my emails for clues and other insider perks at meredithforreal.com.